Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it back. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now I'm joined by Gito Llewellyn, who uh, you may know from a, this, but also uh, the Jackcast, which is a very good Swansea podcast that uh, you should check out, even if you're a neutral. Very good stuff going on over there. Gito, very fun day for you yesterday. You pick up a win, very good window. Uh, in the opinion of this neutral, uh, but let's just let's lead in with yesterday picking up a much needed three points yet again. Yeah, brilliant win, uh, brilliant performance, brilliant atmosphere. It was uh, a day full of positives. I mean, everybody was very buoyant after the win against Liverpool, and Southampton presented us with um, a winnable match. Um, but you always know it's going to be pretty tough against them. You know the way they set up, it's. It's quite defensive. Um, they, they, you know, you know, you know, it's going to be difficult to break down. Uh, Swansea started very slowly, but uh, grew into the game. Uh, and by the end of the first half, they, they definitely deserved the lead. Uh, Alfie Mawson getting another um, set piece goal. Um, he's becoming a, a big fan's favourite, uh, not just because of his goal scoring, but because he does look like being a very good young player. Um, Second half, Southampton came back into it, but then, you know, it's it's the third. Well, it's our third win in four games now, and it's the third. And in all three of those games, we've taken the lead, been pegged back, but found that energy and that desire to go on and win the game again, um, which is something we've definitely not had in a long time. Uh, and you know, it was a great counter-attacking goal. It's probably our goal of the season so far. That doesn't say much. We we haven't scored too many sort of great. You know, eye-catching goals, but I, I thought it was a really, really well-executed counter-attack uh, involving uh, new boys um, Tom Carroll and uh, Luciano Nassi, and uh, finished off by Gilfie Sigurdsson, who has now played a direct role, either uh, an assist or a goal, uh, in in half of Swansea's goals this season, which is a, an incredible statistic, which um, shows how reliant we are on Gilfie Sigurdsson, but also how um, how good he is. Um, but it was great. Yeah, the performance was much, much better. It, it was another great performance, another really solid, disciplined, mature performance, hardworking too. And the crowd really reacted to it after watching months and months and months of really dire stuff. Um, to actually see the team play with that kind of shape and that kind of energy again um it was it really got the crowd going and and that was probably the best atmosphere we've had i well i i can't actually remember the last time we had an atmosphere that good definitely probably towards the the start of last season if i'm honest um so yeah everybody felt really positive and felt hopeful again after 
just well more than a year of real negativity and misery down into liberty so yeah i think things are, are finally looking up yeah it definitely seems that way from afar uh you mentioned narsing in there obviously because he had that uh great assist uh, let's let's kind of go through some of these transfers, and we can lead in with Narsing, who has not started yet, but obviously made a huge impact off the bench. Was a very big talent a couple years back, but seemed to just not put all the pieces together. What are you expecting out of him? Um, we're hoping that he can be that player that people expected him to be a few years back. Obviously, you know, the Netherlands has about one footballing wonder kid for every two people, so you know, and. and <laughs> How many of those actually turn out to be, you know, the real deal? Well, not not that many. Um, not, if Narsing is somewhere in the middle, then that it, that'll be great for us. He, we need a winger whose first um, uh, whose first aim when he gets the ball is to is to go forward and and attack and take on defenders. That's what I'm hoping to see from Narsing. People are already saying, oh, he needs to work on his defensive game. Yes, that that's probably true. I mean, if you are a winger in the in the Eredivisie, you don't do as much defending as a winger in this in, in the Premier League. But you know what? We've got we've got someone like Wayne Routledge who just does nothing but defend. And when once he gets into the opposition's half, he just completely breaks down. We need a, a winger who is actually going to give fullbacks a tough time and give them something to think about. The assist was beautiful last night. I didn't even see. Gilfie Sigerson's run from my seat, but Narsing spotted him very, very well. Um, and, and generally, uh, he, he looked um, creative. He looked like he was trying to make things happen. And, you know, we, we, we really should have bought him in the summer or, or somebody like him in the summer. We've been playing without a, a Premier League winger for an entire half season. Um, that That's really handicapped us going forward. Hopefully now he can really plug uh, what is a huge gap in the team. Yeah, and with Mo Barrow leaving the club, does it look like Narsing will probably be your starting winger there for, for the coming weeks at least? Yeah, I'd expect so. Maybe he'll start off on the bench while he's still getting settled and finding uh, full fitness and getting used to the Premier League. But long term, I definitely see him as um, being a starter uh, ahead of somebody like Wayne Routledge even. And, and Gilfie Sigurdsson's playing on the wing at the moment, which... It, it, it should be painful, but actually last night against Southampton, he had one of his best games of the season. He he looked rejuvenated and looked like he was at his best again. You know, he, re, he really was not just working hard off the ball, but but actually getting involved in absolutely everything. Um, that, so who knows? Gilfie could be playing on the other wing for, for the rest of the season, quite strangely. But now saying I definitely see as a starter. Mo Barrow... Uh, I, I like Barrow, but he has big deficiencies. His his end product um, just isn't good enough, and is and and he's not consistent enough. Uh, I still think he's better than somebody like Wayne Routledge or Nathan Dyer, but um, yeah, I, I, I well, he's just not good enough for the Premier League, really. So Narsing is that Premier League winger that we've been looking for. Mm. In central midfield, there had been some issues. I know you uh, don't place a whole lot of trust in Leroy Fair. Uh, just with the fact that he pops up with goals every now and again. Uh, Key is not the player he was two years ago, unfortunately. Uh, so you bring in Tommy Carroll from Tottenham, had basically not played in two years for us. And then from step one onto the pitch in a Swansea kit, he's just turned it on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll admit I thought it was quite a vanilla signing when we when we brought him. He was 
a nice player when he was on loan with us, you know, a good passer of the ball, reliable, um, put in a shift, but didn't really have that extra um, that, that extra quality that, that you're probably looking for in a dynamic Premier League midfielder. Um, but what we've seen of him in his first two games is a completely different player. He's um, feisty. He's, he's up for the fight. He's getting stuck in, closing players down very well. His passing is brilliant. Um, both in you know close spaces and in uh, and more long range passing, uh, even his crossing is um, very impressive. As we said, which is something I definitely didn't expect from him. Um, so he's contributing both defensively and offensively, and I think he's actually helping the other midfielders around him in a, in a way that Leon Britton did for so many years uh, at this club. He, there are big similarities between Tom Carroll and Leon Britton, and. You know, Carroll's got getting Jack Cork playing much better. Even Leroy Fair, who you're right to say I'm very critical of. I thought Leroy Fair was very good last night against Southampton, and he was pretty good against <laughs> Liverpool. So if Tom Carroll can get Leroy Fair putting in two decent performances in a row, he's he's a very good player. <laughs> yeah, the the effort. Yeah, if, if he can get efforts out of Leroy Fair, that will be the most oppressive. Many managers have failed to do that in the past. Um, you also brought in Olsen at left back, uh, which was also a need. And the the attacking play that he's brought to you at fullback seems to have really also upped your attack. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's amazing the difference that he's made. He just, we've, we've been putting up with, putting up his harsh, but we've, we've had Neil Taylor now um, as our main left back ever since Ben Davis left. And he's fine defensively, but in attack he offers you absolutely nothing. Uh, he, he just he, can't, he 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 isn't confident dribbling. Uh, he's not a good crosser of the ball. Uh, he's scored one goal I think since joining Swansea, and that was for Wales against Russia. Even though he tried to miss it, um, he's, he's you know we Olsen on the other hand is the complete opposite. Um, he, he he will get forward at every possible opportunity. He is lightning fast and he's got a decent cross as well. Um, it shows really what we've been missing for, for so many years. And it, it, it you know, we've bought the defender in Martin Olsen, but it's in attack that I think we're seeing the biggest difference with him. He's giving us just that uh, different, op- another option in attack, which um, cert- certainly uh, helps. Yeah, and then lastly, yesterday on deadline day, you do bring in Jordan AU4, uh, Taylor, who you just mentioned there. Uh, what are you expecting out of this one? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've never been Jordan AU's biggest fan. I, I, he, he's very much an inferior version of his brother, who is very good at Swansea, of course. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's fine. He's Premier League quality. He can play up front or in the wing. Um, I don't think he really gets the goals or assists for that matter that, that you'd expect. Um, nevertheless, I think you know he 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 does improve the squad. Um, he is another option for us, um, and uh, we we managed to get him in, in return for Neil Taylor too, who was surplus to requirements really with um, Martin Olson coming in. So um, I, I, I'm I'm quite happy with that deal. Um, not not over the moon, you know, jumping for joy kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's an improvement, definitely. Um, so hopefully when he comes back from the African Cup of Nations, uh, he can add another weapon um, up front in our battle against the drop. Mm. 
Uh, since the window closed, there's weirdly been some less than flattering reviews of Swansea's deadline, or Swansea's transfer window on the whole, rather. I thought it went particularly well. If you had to grade it, what would you give it? Um, it, it would definitely be, uh, it would definitely be a B, um, <laughs> definitely a minimum a B. I think, um, uh, the, it, it, I, there was an article in, uh, football, on football 365, which measured the winners and losers, um, of, uh, the transfer window. And I certainly expected to see Swansea among the, the win, the winners. Um, but they put us among the losers, which surprised me. And that was basically because we, we failed to get the one player, which, we really, really needed more than any other, which was a centre back. Uh, and I can, yeah, you know, I can understand that thinking because our defence hasn't been uh, very good uh, this season. It's it's been appalling, in fact. Although it has improved slightly under Clement. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today confidence starts with loving who you are and when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside you naturally radiate confidence from the inside give your skin a glow up with osea's clinically proven mega moisture duo this ultra hydrating body care features two of osea's best sellers undaria algae body oil and undaria collagen body lotion these seaweed powered heroes use skincare level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. But... I, we did need a centre back. There's no doubt about that. But finding a, a really authoritative, um, you know, a, a, a depend, dependable centre back in the January transfer window is difficult. Um, Crystal Palace have gone out and got Mamadou Sacco, but but you know they're, they're apparently paying his wages in full, um, which we could not possibly afford. So that that kind of signing was just out. You know, it, it was out of our price range entirely. Um, so while it's disappointing that we couldn't get a centre-back, it's not entirely surprising. Um, and the signings that we have made, I think, have all strengthened the squad quite significantly, in fact, when you put them all together. Um, there are there were a number of uh, gaps in the squad, really, where we didn't have a single Premier League quality footballer. That you know, We've now found ourselves a Premier League quality left-back in Martin Olsen, a Premier League quality uh, central midfielder in uh, Tom Carroll, Premier League, Premier League quality um, winger in Narsing, and a Premier League quality winger slash striker in Jordan Ayew. So those are four key positions which have been major weaknesses for us all season, which suddenly look far stronger. And and the entire team looks much more balanced and much more cohesive as, as a result of that. It would have been great had we managed to find a centre-back from somewhere, 
But realistically, I don't think it was ever going to happen. So on the whole, I I, I think it's been a very good um, transfer window for, for Swansea and, and one which actually could make a big difference come the end of the season. Yeah, one of the strange narratives that surfaced here in the States is that if you had had this kind of transfer movement under Bob Bradley, that he would have succeeded. Uh, I assume you do not feel the same way. No. Uh, Bob Bradley was never, ever... I mean, I mean the, the way the Swansea played against Liverpool, the way the Swansea played against uh, Southampton, we never saw the team play anything like that under Bob Bradley. For starters, the, the tactics made sense, which they rarely did under Bob Bradley. Um, yes, Clement has now got a better squad to work with than Bradley had. There's, there's no question about that. However, Bradley proved quite conclusively in his time, at, uh, in his very brief, admittedly, time at, at Swansea, that he was in no way up to the job. Tactically, he just did not have a clue. Uh, he completely failed to inspire the players. They did not have confidence in his ability. I actually don't think he had confidence in his own ability. He never struck me as a man who believed he was capable of getting the Swans out of trouble. And even a transfer window would not have made that kind of difference. And it's, you know, Paul Clements, the difference that he's made, he's just got us far more difficult to play against. Um, he's um, He's got us, he, it's not flashy, it's not the Swansea of old, but it's we're, we at least look now like a side where the players know what they're meant to be doing and they know where the players around them are going to be, and they know what the ultimate strategy is when they walk out to, onto a pitch. That's not what we really saw from Bradley pretty much at any point. Um, and, and when you look at Bradley's statistics, uh, he, he I, I, I'm, I'm actually working on a piece at the moment for um, the very, very good um, Swansea City fanzine SOS, looking at where Bob Bradley fits among the very worst managers in Premier League history. And... He's not among the very, very worst because there have been some tragic ones. But, you know, he's, he's in the next, he's the next step above and his defensive record is actually the joint worst ever. No manager in Premier League history has had conceded as many goals per game as Bob Bradley did as Swansea manager. Uh, the only manager who actually had, had the same record as him was Rennie Mernstein at, um, at Fulham. Um, I mean, they conceded 2.6 goals per game on average. That's bizarre. How a Premier League team can hope to stay up with that kind of record, I don't know. So um, there is no way that Bob Bradley would have kept this up, no matter what happened. Um, in fact, in the last four games, uh, Swansea have picked up more points than Bob Bradley did in his 11 games in charge. Um, wow. Yeah, it's that which which tells you a lot about the kind of difference we've seen. The performance we saw against Southampton just would never have happened under Bob Bradley's leadership. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy, Bob Bradley, but as a Premier League manager, he was so far out of his depth, it was incredible. It actually got us thinking, what would this season have been like had Paul Clement got the job when um, instead of Bob Bradley after we sacked Francesco Guido, because by all accounts, he put, he had a very impressive uh, interview at that time, but was never realistically going to get the job because it was always earmarked for Bob Bradley. It does make you think, where, how you know, 
ifs and buts, etc. But what, who knows? We could have had a very different season had Paul Clement been given that chance. I just hope that this isn't a new manager bounce and that we can sustain it. But it feels like the players, once again, believe uh, in a way that they never did under Bradley. Yeah, it definitely looks like a positive future looking forward. So I guess kind of the big question that's left is, are you now confident of staying up in the Premier League next season? I'm not sure if I'm confident, but the difference is that I've gone from having absolutely no hope and being resigned to relegation to thinking, hey, we've got a good shot to staying up here. We're, we're two points above the relegation zone. Um, I mean, other results last night did not go in our favour. Sunderland drew against Spurs, which is something which could give them uh, a real boost. Crystal Palace got their first win in a while, but they, they have shown, and, and after the January transfer window they've had, you'd expect them to be very competitive. Um, uh, you know, uh, Watford distanced themselves from the bottom three. So, But it, it does look quite competitive down there at the moment. And it, it, it would be a brave man to... Um, predict the three the three teams to go down this season because I think there are going to be a lot of twists and turns between now and the end of the season. We're in a good run at the moment, but we recognise that you know we, we, we're not going to be picking up um, sort of the, the points at the rate that we have over the past four games for the rest of the season. It is going to be tough. We're going to have ups and we're going to have downs, but at least we're competitive. At least we're showing signs that we are up for the fight and we are actually going. Um, to, to contest this relegation battle right up until the end. Um, so at least we've got a little bit of optimism and a little bit of hope back in the club, which in my eyes is, is the important thing at the moment. Fair enough. Well, uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? They can find me uh, on Twitter at GetUsWillin and you can uh, listen to the Jackcast. Uh, we should be recording one next week, um, looking back at the Southampton game and uh, the Manchester City game coming up against Sunday, which should be a very difficult task, obviously. But you can find us on Twitter at the Jackcast. Awesome. Thanks so much and best of luck and uh, hopefully we'll speak soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.